This is Franchise Today, brought to you by FRM Solutions, providers of the best-in-class software solutions for franchise relationship management. Franchise Today is your destination for weekly information, conversations, and interviews with accomplished industry leaders, all of whom share best practices for sustainable growth and sensible franchising. Here now, your host, Stan Friedman, to kick off this week's podcast. And this is Franchise Today for Wednesday, September 11th. 2019, the 254th day of the year, and the 18th anniversary of that horrendous attack on our country on 9-11-2001. I'm Stan Friedman, and I'm coming to you today from the nation's capital, where most of the franchising's leadership has been this week for the IFA Franchise Action Network's annual pilgrimage to Capitol Hill. Hey, my apologies for running an encore performance last week, but my annual Labor Day weekend pilgrimage to Buffalo, New York necessitated that I do so. This was the 18th anniversary of the National Buffalo Wing Festival, my 16th year in attendance, and my 13th year presiding over induction ceremonies of this year's honorees into the National Buffalo Wing Hall of Fame, or as we refer to it, the Hall of Flame. As many of you know, I've chaired this prestigious committee and its organization since its inception, and I'm joined by these honors by a group of luminaries that include some great iconic people in the world of franchising and food, as well as Buffalo, New York luminaries, such as Buffalo News columnist Don Esmond, Walt Disney VP of Global Events Brian Whitman, and Buffalo Wild Wings founder and a great friend of mine, Scott Lowry. Those three gentlemen sit on my committee, and the three of them, plus yours truly, every year celebrate and honor those who have helped move the chicken wing from the trash can to the center of the plate. And folks, really what it is, it's just a great opportunity for friends to get together, have a few beers, have a few more, eat some wings, and, and visit. It was a tough year this year for competitive wing-eating champion Joey Chestnut, barely nosed out of the top spot in this year's competitive wing-eating championships by Buffalo's own Jeff Esper. By the way, Esper not only won the competition, but he actually set a new world record. Are you ready for this? 281 wings consumed in 12 minutes. Anyway, enough about that. I shared all that just to say thank you again to Franman's Kit Vinson for allowing me to run his prior episode of Franchise Today as last week's Encore presentation. I should probably, however, have an offline discussion about the festival with today's guest, Michelle Fee, as travel is her business and attendees this year came to Buffalo from all 50 states and dozens of countries. But first, it's time for the front of the house, brought to you this week by Transitive, and this week's birthday greetings in the front of the house as the way we begin our show every week, giving a birthday hello to those in the world of franchising. We've got a longer list than usual since last week was a make good show, so we're going to make good on those happy birthday greetings today as well. And they go to John Luther, Doug Shadle, Rafael Alvarez, my wife, the first lady of franchise today, Paula Friedman, Linda Brzezinski, Paul D'Amico, Nancy Estep Critchard, Heidi Ganal, William Achenslas, Danielle O'Neill, my good friend Mary Catherine Cunningham, Charles Hoff, Joel Linden Meyer, Janice Dwyer, Bernie Siegel, Sandy Shoemaker, Jen Halleck, Catherine Rooks, another great friend and mentor of mine, Mike Storn, one of my very first bosses in franchising and the dad of a, of a person in sports that anybody in sports knows, and that's Hannah Storm. Ann Rosenberg, we wrap it up with Connie Logan, Nancy Riley, and Scott 
Taylor. Quite a long list this week, but as I said, that's because it's not a week this time, it's two. So with that said, I'm going to ask for your patience as we take a quick break and we come right back with this week's interview with Michelle Fee. Franchise Today will be right back, but first, a word from our sponsors. Hey, Stan Friedman here with a word about our newest sponsor. I'm talking about Transitive, an amazing marketing platform that actually delivers what others can only imagine, accurate, dependable results that are second to none. All right, without getting too deep into the weeds, Transitive connects franchisees' customer data from all sources, providing high-octane fuel for their marketing engines. Then, they deploy machine learning, yes, artificial intelligence, which identifies various customer traits and habits, attributes that likely would go unnoticed, and segments these customers into groups. This is important because, as we all know, not all customers provide franchisees with equal dollar value. But wouldn't it be great if your franchisees could easily identify who's who? Well, that's exactly what Transitive does. And what's more, it then accurately drives the appropriate offers to each of those customer groups, delivering specific, personalized messages to each of the group's customers. Just like that, your franchisees are engaged in laser-focused target marketing, providing them much more bang for the buck. You've got to see it to believe it. So what are you waiting for? Order up a demo today and tell them that I sent you. Find them online at www.transitive.io. And thank you to our new sponsor, Transitive, and welcome to the Franchise Today family. Today, we're going to be speaking with Michelle Fee, the founder and CEO of Cruise Planners, an American Express travel representative backed by more than 35 years of industry experience. Michelle's a well-rounded corporate travel veteran with an in-depth knowledge of both emerging travel trends as well as the franchise business. Founded in 1994, Cruise Planners is the nation's largest network of home-based travel agents. Today, Michelle spends a great deal of her time maintaining personal connections with existing franchise owners, as well as mentoring new ones at their star university. Under Michelle's leadership, Cruise Planners franchise owners are provided with Business in a Box, a unique marketing program, hands-on training, and cutting-edge tools that allow them to conduct business anywhere, anytime. She also leads a home office team of more than 100 people at Cruise Planners corporate headquarters in Coral Springs, Florida. Michelle, welcome to Franchise Today. Thanks, Dan. So we're going to start the way we always do, but I've got to first just I've just been waiting to ask you this question. I kind of teed it up a little bit in the green room before we went live. But I just wondered, how do you get away with being a franchisor with a last name like Fee? (laughs) Well, you know what, Stan? I always say nothing in life is free. (laughs) Nothing in life is free free, but most franchisees would say, but everything's associated with a fee. (laughs) Uh, You're right. You're right. 
Well, it's totally true if they're with you at Cruise Planners, right? Because your hands are on everything to do with the growth and success of your business. With what, 2,500 plus franchisees, you've done an incredible job of building a network and a business model that many thought was left for dead when the internet was born. <laughs> well, we're going to come back and talk about all of it, but we're going to start the way I always do, asking my guest to rewind the clock back as far as you have to, to tell us how franchising found you. So I do have to go all the way back because franchising did not find me to begin with. Um, as you stated, um, early 1990s, the internet was born, right? And I was helping run a little mom and pop travel company. There were only four of us in the agency. We were, you know, if you look for a travel agency, they were on in every strip center, you know, in every city or across the country, right? And so people would walk in, sit down and want to book a trip or call on the phone. They needed an airline ticket or whatever they needed to travel. And then the internet was born. And I remember people coming in and saying, Michelle, I found it cheaper on the internet. And I would say, what's the internet? I didn't even know what it was. Um, and so that was kind of that aha moment that, uh-oh, we have to change the way we do business. And if we don't change the way we do business, we're going to be dinosaurs and we're going to be extinct and we're no longer going to be here. And I think today there are a lot of travel agencies and, and companies around the country. We just look differently. We do business differently. And you not you don't necessarily have to be online, although most are and our agents as well. We make them larger than life. It's part of that business in a box. But, you know, we saw that that business was changing and we had to figure out how to change along with the business model. And we were one of those industries that um, we're, we're no longer going to be around. I read that once like 10 years ago or 15 years ago. And all of a sudden I said, we are here and we're not even just surviving, we're thriving. But when we started the business, we started out as an IC model and we were probably in business a good five years. And the FTC found me. And they said, um, you quack like a duck, you walk like a duck, you act like a duck, you're a duck. So you are a franchise company. We're going to give you time to get yourself in your business in order, but you have to become a franchise company because you do any one of the three things. And we were doing all of them where all of our agents, you know, had to use our name cruise planners. We did business that way. We charge more than $495 and we take a royalty. So we didn't do one out of the three. We did all three. So franchising found me. I didn't quite necessarily find franchising. The FTC found you is what it sounds like. What is an IC company? Uh, independent contractor. So we were uh, we were um, creating contracts um, and documents to allow people to, to sell under our name as independent contractors. And we had, you know, an attorney help us build our business model. And that's the direction they sent us. So thankfully, the FTC was quite nice and said, you know, make yourself legit and we're good with you. And we did. So consumers in, this is in the 90s, right? Consumers were, I think, being as heavily afflicted by 
the internet. I mean, the internet was a tsunami. I think it was 1990 or 91, I guess, is when most people's awareness of the web started to become prevalent. And we had the old school prodigy and CompuServe and AOL. But didn't the airlines start just coming down and, and raining all kinds of hell on travel agents? Didn't they start cutting fees? And Yeah. So, you know, in the day, in the heyday, you know, we would make 10% on an airline ticket. So somebody bought a business class ticket to Europe. That was a pretty nice, hefty commission that you earned. And then over time, it became 8%. It became 5%. And right when it hit that point, we realized we had to reinvent ourselves. And that's kind of sort of between the internet and the commissions. That's kind of sort of when we started to say, okay, we got to do business differently. And we're going to become vacation experts. Because you know, you can charge fees in different ways, but most of the time, you know, all the poor companies and cruise companies and everybody out there, they pay us. So the consumer doesn't pay more. And I think that's um, where a lot of confusion comes in. People think they can call cruise line and get it a lot less expensive than than through a travel agent. And quite honestly, the opposite is true. If you go through a travel agent, a lot of times we have um, what we call um, group space or contracted space and we buy it at a certain point in time and we freeze that fare. That's why sometimes you call and people have different rates for different cabins on the same ship. And so the cruise lines pay us so the consumer never ever ever pays more and the cruise line never undersells a travel company. So how did the lesson get learned? How did how did you convey that and what kind of a marketing message did it take to shift those gears and to shift that paradigm from travel agent as you know it, to planners of vacations. Right. So people aren't going to necessarily come through your door anymore. They want it convenient. They want to be able to go online. They want to be able to pick up a phone. They want to be able to text you. So it's all these different ways um, people are wanting to communicate and, and, you know, have you communicate back to them. And obviously, over the last 25 years, that type of communication has changed. And I mean, it changes every single day. You'll, you'll get one customer that literally will buy a very expensive uh, type of travel all by texting. Or, you know, we'll have people who want to email it or people who want you to call them up on the phone and walk you through their entire trip. It's just amazing how different ways that people can give you or get information just vary and change and you've got to read your customer. And so, you know, when people used to walk in and buy an airline ticket and then, you know, call you later and at a hotel or whatever it is, again, it, it definitely changed over the years and people really, I used to find when I had my travel company anyway, my little mom and pop travel agency, was that people nine out of 10 times would pick up the phone and call you. I had clients based all over the country. So I had people that would call me from New York, you know, people from California, and they didn't necessarily walk in my office over the years. So when you start a home base, that was a little mm-hmm. tricky at the time because home base wasn't so widespread. And, you know, p- people were like, what do you mean you're working out of your home? Well, today, obviously, that's very well accepted. Most people do work out of their home. Things have just changed over the last 25 years. So consumers shifted with the changes. The airlines, I think, were the ones who forced consumers to change their behavior 
in terms of how they book travel. Travel agents stop getting paid by the airlines on those hefty commissions. And maybe a bunch of people found that to be an oh my God moment and threw up their arms and moved from travel to some other business model. You just shifted gears and saw that as an opportunity, didn't you? So what we saw was you know, that type of travel is a commodity. You go online, you want to get from point A to point B on this day and come back at this day and this time. But we switched it to say, okay, but if you were going to go to Europe on a 10-day vacation and, you know, you're going to see three different countries and five different cities, are you going to sit on the internet and literally build that yourself? And you do you know that that's the, you know, are you booking the right hotels and the right locations? And, you know, when you get there, what type of excursions do you have set up for yourself? And so a travel agent is going to take all of that. We know who to call. We know where we can get the better deals and we can package it for you and come to you and say, okay, this is the exact trip that we're, we've prepared for you. Obviously you can make it your own if you wanted, like Stan, if you'd rather go on to this different city or stay at this different hotel, we can alter and tailor it to your needs. But why do you want to spend four weeks planning a four-day vacation when we can plan it all for you? There's no extra cost. So yes, there's still people out there that want to be part of it or they want they feel like they can do a better job. But the majority of people, and I, especially today with all of the choices and the internet is so confusing, if you're going to spend this, this, this type of money, don't you want to make sure that you're, you're at the end of the day, you're going to have the trip of a lifetime or the best vacation. We only have so much time a year. So you're investing in that and you want to make sure that that investment is what you paid for. And when you get over there, if you did it all yourself, who do you call if there's something that goes wrong? Where, you know, a travel agent on the other hand is right there for you. Like, oh my gosh, let me see. Oh, the flight was canceled. Let me look online and try to help you get another flight. So you've got almost free resource. I don't understand why anybody would want to do something themselves. Well, I guess it's all about education. It's a commonsensical thing for me. Once you couch it the way you've done that and say you're going to make a two-week trip across the pond and you're going to invest in this and anticipate this event, how much of that do you want to leave to chance? None. Correct. Exactly. And also, like if you're going to take, you know, a cruise and you want to go to Alaska, but you don't have children, like what ship should I go on? What kind of cabin should I take? Here's here, you know, get to each port of call. What kind of excursion we like to hike or we were outdoorsy people or no, we're not outdoorsy people. We would rather do a bus trip or and here you've got this expert on the other end that says, I know exactly what ship to put Put you on. I know exactly what cabin to place you in, and I and I'm going to set up excursions for you in every port of call. So when you get there, this is what and who you're going to see. And you might say, "Look, I've been on a cruise. I don't want to be on a tour bus with 40 other people. Like that's just not my ideal vacation." Well, no problem because a travel agent, especially a cruise planner agent, has the knowledge to help you have your own private bus or car or, you know, if you're going with a small group, maybe van or however you want to travel. And you might want to do it a little bit differently than the cruise line is with the 40 other people. So we can tailor it to exactly your needs, your specifications, and how you like to travel. 
And to the point you raised earlier, this is all at no additional cost to the traveler. You get paid by by the vendors. By the vendors. So talk a little bit about the American Express affiliation. How does that overlay? And we're going to come and talk about franchising and the franchise impact of American Express and just franchising period in a little while, but I'm still on the consumer side. So let's talk about the value proposition of a consumer doing business with you, A, because we've already discussed some of those advantages, but what more does American Express bring to the party? Being home-based and, and, you know, trying to create a brand out there, if we can couple that or partner that with somebody larger than life, how is this going to catapult our business? So if you think of American Express, there's two sides, right? There's the card bank side and there's the travel side. Well, on the travel side, they actually have franchisees. So we're a franchisee of, of American Express. So we're also a franchisor <laughs> to our agents, but we're a franchisee to American Express. And there's a handful of us um, that are lucky enough to be part of this amazing company. And it, I mean, who doesn't know the name or the brand of American Express? And it's not just the card side. Yes, we can burn points for you. And there's lots of things that come along with having the card. But it also, they block, you know, like I said, group space or contracted rates as well. So whatever they block, we block different. So if a cruise line gives us two sailings per ship per month. They take the first and the third month. We take the second and the fourth. So we have more contracted rates and dates than probably most agencies in the country because we're coupling it with what they've got. So they just bring a whole host of other things as well. They like, they go out just like we do. And, you know, um, they, they go to different cruise lines and tour vendors, and we all get promotions and deals. They are limited, so nobody's going to give you an evergreen that for from now until the end of next year, you're going to get $100 shipboard credit. They're going to give it to you in promotions and deals. So for the next 20 days or 30 days, we're going to give you upgrades, shipboard credits, could be you know free prepaid gratuities, whatever it is. So they get that, and we get that, but we get to take advantage of both. So whenever we can, we have these group specials and deals, plus all types of promotions and, and sales that go on, and we couple that and, and we're able to bundle that to give our customers the best deals that are on the street. So you made the pivot when travel changed and you moved into the cruise space and you pivoted again too, didn't you? A couple of what, maybe years ago when you started becoming as well known for tours as you did for cruises? So we started cruises thinking that was the easiest and, you know, um, they're branded, so they own their hardware. So they, you know, their, their commission structures, very rich. So it's, it's a nice sale for people to make, but shortly thereafter, I would say within a year or two, we realized, okay, you can't have Mr. And Mrs. Smith go on a cruise this year. Next year, they want to take an African safari or they want to go to Europe or something and not on a cruise. We're not going to send them to the travel agency 
pregnancy down the street because they might never come back. So very shortly thereafter, we decided, okay, we're going to go ahead and jump in and be full service travel, which is what we are. And um, today we are actually the largest seller of sandals in the world. So, you know, we aren't just cruise. It's just our name started out that way, but we are your land and cruise expert. Yeah, we're probably around 60% cruise and 40% other. So it could have some shore excursions or um, insurance and, you know, could be private cars or whatever. All of that is kind of lumped together. What about these commercials that are all over TV anymore about these river cruises? Yeah, and if you've never gone, uh, it's a highlight. It's it's probably at this point, my husband says it's his most favorite way to travel. Um, I'm actually a godmother of one of them, uh, Emma Waterways, um, and river cruising is spectacular. It's taken, you know, and not to say that you're not going to kind of it's going to be the only way you travel. You know, one year you might take a cruise and next year you take a tour. One year you take a river cruise, but it's a great way to see um, Europe, especially, but you could take it in Vietnam and Cambodia. You could take it in the uh, Jup has river. Like there's a lot of them all over the world. And they're, what they do is what I love about them is they park up close and personal to all the little towns, cities, and villages. So, you know, you get off your river, boat and you're like right there like you just step off and you could um walk in and and you know go to a pub or you know shop you know in in a little village or go to a wine tasting and then you walk yourself right back and get back on 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 your river cruise ship and the nice part is you unpack once so you can see all these little villages but it's always your home base it's kind of really truly um your little hotel that floats along with you not too terribly different than the ocean liners. Except, correct, except for the fact that it's more like a boutique hotel because there's no more than 200 people on with you. So, you know, there's anywhere between 125 and 200, depending on which one you go on. You know, you get to know everyone on board. It's, so it's a little different feel, but um, it's... It's one of our favorite ways of traveling. So let's rewind again, and we're going to shift gears and get over to the franchising side of life. When you were starting this as this, you said, I see business that you didn't realize you were a franchise until a Federal Trade Commission told you that you were. How many of these consultants were out there already? How? What was your vision from just being the travel planner, the travel agent, to being the teacher of a concept and the franchisor of a brand? So when we started out, it's funny, we would sit down and obviously have to have a goal, right? So our goal was 100. We thought if we get to 100 agents, we were just going to rule the world. Like it was, that was just like the first goal we were going to hit. Our first class, we had five people in it. And we taught everything. There were three of us that were co-founders. And literally, we would go and teach these classes every eight weeks. And we'd teach marketing and we'd teach how to sell certain products. We'd bring the vendors in, let them kind of talk to these agents. 
And then on Monday morning, we'd show back up to work the next week and we were the marketing department and were the the franchise sellers or the IC sellers at the time. And we did it out of our local travel agencies because we weren't ready to just jump in. We didn't even know if this was going to work. So on my desk, I had two phones. I had a cruise planner phone and I had a friendship travel phone and whichever one rang, that's how we answered it. So we kind of sold people into the concept. And then we were the finance department. We were everything, the three of us. And then after about a year and a half, it took us a little bit of time. I think after one year, we had about 50 agents. And then we decided, okay, we're going to actually open up an office and kind of dive in. And so that's what we did. We started hiring people to at least answer the phone. And we were trying again to keep the travel company running so we could still put food on our table. So we were doing both at the same time for quite some time. And then probably after three years, we said, okay, now we're ready to fully jump in. And when we hit 100 agents, we realized, okay, this isn't going to work. We have to up our goal a little bit higher. And then we realized, look, we've got to bring people in and we not only have to bring them in, we not only have to train them, but we got to make sure that this business works for them. And we have people that come on for a number of different reasons. Travel's sexy, travel's fun. There's lots of great perks when you join, but people join for different reasons. We have those who want to just jump in, be full-time, make this a career. Then we have people who, you know, have had a career. So this is like an encore career. And they say, look, I will, you know, we're retired and we just want to make enough that we could travel a couple times during the year or some of our friends. We we do these large couple groups a year. We, we might as well earn some commission on it. And then we have some like, it could be like a stay-at-home parent who says, look, I just need to subsidize an income. I just need to bring in a couple extra dollars for my family. So we have different levels. Not everybody has to be the million dollar plus producer. Kind of reminds me of the world of residential real estate and agents that some of them just get a license to take care of their own personal business interests and rentals or others do a little bit of flipping and others are doing some business part-time. And then there are the monsters that are doing multi-million dollar businesses and agents that have enterprises that are larger than some of the brokerage companies that they represent. Sounds like this might be a little bit similar to that. That is. And realtors do really great in, in, at cruise planners because they understand a funnel. They understand you got to fill it. And the best thing about travel is, you know, if you sell somebody a home, the average person lives in a home 10 years and then they're ready to possibly buy new, you know, move on. Travel, people do it two, three times a year. So your your customer base, once you build it and people travel, you know, minimum of one or two times a year, you're, it's, it's reoccurring business. And what we do here is, again, it's that business in a box, but we make them larger than life. So we have 130 people here at home office and none of us sell travel. So we have a marketing department that just works closely with the vendors who pay us basically to talk to their customers. So we'll get all the big guys in here who say, we're going to give you this if you'll send a piece to your customer to sell our brand. And then we have a business development area where we not only want to bring them in, but we want people in-house to help those who are brand new to travel because 80% of those that we bring on board have never been in travel before. And we quite honestly love them because when we say do A, do B, do C, that's exactly what they do. (laughs) Or sometimes when we bring somebody who's been in the business, they're like, well, I, I don't know if I can do B. I tried it. It didn't work or whatever. 
whatever. So we have very great success with people that want to come in and listen to the model and the plan of action that we put in place. Then they get assigned a a business development person that kind of holds their hand, walks them through, makes sure that everything that we need them to do is being done. It could be one-on-one. We have a complete training department. Right now, we just have people coming back from Dominican Republic, and there were over 150 agents there that trained just on land, just on land vendors. And then a couple, like a month ago, we had a big off-site meeting where another 150 agents trained on just luxury products. And we'll have a big, huge convention at the end of the year where everybody will come in, and then we end it on a cruise ship. So uh, there's lots of good training, camaraderie. We do what we, we play what we do. So we work hard, but we play hard as well. I remember reading somewhere, or it might've been in my research to uh, bear for today's interview that I remember reading something that struck me, which is that your people may not have been in travel, but they all are passionate about travel. And as a former recovering, if you will, franchisor, I remember in the chicken wing business, that formula really didn't work because people like being around the TV, drinking beer and watching a game and eating the wings that were delivered to (laughs) their door. That doesn't necessarily translate well to being the person who's frying them or out in the car delivering them. So it's a much, much different equation. I'll tell you what, let's do. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, let's talk about who it is that has been 2,500 times saying yes to this franchise and who it is that should be looking at it. And we'll talk more about the franchise side of Cruise Planners in just a minute when we come right back. Franchise Today will be right back. But first, a word from our sponsors. This portion of Franchise Today is brought to you by Zoracle. Providers of spot-on profiles, the gold standard of assessment tools that assure you're selecting the right franchisees every time. Unlike DISC or others that simply gauge personality or communication styles, Zoracle's spot-on assessments are all franchise-specific and based upon seven sciences that nail the results each and every time. Your prospects simply answer a few questions online, and like magic, Zoracle's algorithms scientifically slice, dice, and analyze their thresholds for risk, their business acumen, and even their propensity for single or multi-unit ownership. Zoracle's spot-on analysis is like having a crystal ball, but there's no hoodoo here. It's all based upon science that flawlessly determines franchisee, franchisor compatibility, and accurately predicts performance. Why don't you schedule a demo today and take a complimentary look and see for yourself. It's the closest thing to a sure thing. Zoracle, spot-on assessments, based on science, but delivering results that seem simply magical. Check them out at www.zoracleprofiles.com. So, Michelle, let's come back and talk about who it is that profiles right for your organization. So these aren't people who did travel, but they had to bring some business acumen to the party. Who is the perfect franchisee? And again, I think you hit that right on the head when you said they have to have a passion for travel, people who love to travel. Um, It's so funny because years ago we thought, okay, we're going to really hone in and figure out who this perfect person is so that, you know, maybe we can 
pull back some of the marketing dollars and just go after the people that we know are the perfect person. And you know what we found out? There is no perfect person. Um, we've had people come through, um, give you one success story. There was a gentleman and he was a car mechanic and he walked in and he came to class and, you know, he asked a lot of questions and we thought, okay, I don't, I don't know. I don't know whether he'll be successful or not. And then we had a salesman walk in and he sat down and this guy, he had the gift of gab. He knew, you know, he picked up on things. He knew how to talk. He talked the talk, walk the walk. And guess who was more successful? Tell me the first one. The car, the car mechanic. The car mechanic made it into the Millionaire's Club within a couple years, and he came to me and he said, Michelle, I left my job, and I'm going to do this full time. He said, and when I left, all my friends said, we'll see you back here in a few months. He said, because this thing's never going to work for you. Well, I got, I'm proud to say that this gentleman's been with us for over 15 years. He has never slacked. He just had really good work ethics. And we've had lots of those salesmen people walk in the door and they, they've got the gift of gab and they can go out and they can talk the talk, but they might not have the follow-up skill. They might not have the organizational skill. So it's really hard. We would love to say that this is the perfect cruise plan person. But we say it's a passion for travel, somebody who wants to control their work life, work life balance. They don't want to work nine to five every day because some days you might not work all day, but your customers might call you at nine o'clock at night. So, you know, you got to have that flexibility, but you got to want that flexibility. I just talked to an agent last week who says, you know what? I go to the gym every single morning and then I go out to breakfast with a couple friends and I don't even start business until like noontime, but I might work till nine o'clock at night. And on the weekends, I might not want to do that at all. So I, I might jump up and answer a couple emails in the mor morning. So it's the flexibility. And, and again, having just passion for what you do. And like you said, wings are really tasty and we all like to eat them. <laughs> the other side of it, where travel, again, great perks, great perks. So if you love to travel and, you know, you feel you've got a base of, of people that you think would love to travel with you or through you, then we're the perfect, we're the perfect franchise to buy or to look at. Why don't you describe a day in the life of a typical cruise planner's franchisee? Some of them not starting until noon and finishing perhaps at nine. But what are the you know what are the things that one must do? What are the disciplines of this business that um, a typical day would look like for a franchisee? And do they work independently or do they have organizations also, albeit remote, not sitting in an office together? But do they have people on support teams beneath them? Yes. So a lot of the franchisees come in and it does not have to be a one-man show. And actually, we encourage them to expand their franchise and bring on what we call associates. And they are an independent contractor, an IC model. So our franchisees will go out and find others that want to sell you know, through them, but not have the responsibilities of necessarily running a franchise. Great thing with that is when you as a franchisee want to go away, we built all tools for you. So I think that's probably what our claim to fame is, is we've, we've got probably the best technology in the industry. So everything is mobile friendly. So, and everything is accessed through any smart device. So you could be traveling anywhere and through any smart device, you can, you have access to all back end. So 
all your customer base, what they've booked. You can book through the back end and send somebody calls you and you're in the grocery store and says, I need to know what my final payment is. You can actually send a confirmation directly from any, again, smart device, any phone, any iPad, any anything that, that you have access to. So we've built these great tools for you, but we've also built them where you can give access to somebody for a short period of time and say, okay, I'm going to allow you to see my customer base so that when I'm on vacation, you can take over and kind of finalize if, if need be or answer questions or whatever have you, but not access to like all your finances, everything that's housed through our tools. So we created this, we've been doing this for 25 years. So we listen very closely to what our franchisees are looking for. And, you know, you got that, that whole thing, build or buy, build or buy. And I would say 80% of everything we have, we built. We do buy or connect a few uh, different outside pieces of technology, but for the most part, we actually build our own. And we have a huge team of over 35 people that are at home office that just support and build different types of technology. So all of our agents have their own website. We just kind of launched them and built them. And we, we decided this time, actually just launched them a couple of weeks ago, but we decided that we wanted to make them represent that particular agent. So we built three different visual type uh, treatments with all unique content. So we have agents who have luxury who just want to sell luxury so that entire site will only show luxury brands and luxury content then we have a contemporary one that's everything somebody who signs on that wants to take their family on a vacation to somebody that wants you know to go on an african safari on a luxury type vacation um, to all-inclusive or whatever. And then we have a third one that's all land-based. So we do have some agents who focus in on the wedding market with all-inclusives. And so they might want to have access to a different looking site. So again, we wanted to make sure that, you know, when our agents are out there, they are representing themselves and it's got their flavor or their personality. Um, we have areas on there like inspire me or where do I go next? Like, because some people say, okay, I've been to, I've checked these things off my bucket list, you know, share with me what other bucket list thing, destinations I should be adding to the list. So we, again, we make our agents larger than life. And that's what I think is we've created this very unique type of business. And that's why we've been so successful. If you don't mind, share with the audience, because you're being listened to by a great many people who haven't yet got their first 10, 20, or 50 franchisees, much less their first 100 or 2,500. What percentage of your time is spent working with existing franchisees and helping to balance the protection of the brand and the things that you do as a concept that serve their end users versus you serving them. So I am in this office every single day, and I think my hand is in almost every single department. And I want to see things. I, and you know, it, I'm, I, I don't micromanage, but at the same point, this represents who I am. And being a founder of the company, I never want to lose that feeling. I never want to lose, especially to my franchisees, that we run it like a family. And we, because we're, you know, deal many of us over all 50 states 
States, and it's an inexpensive franchise, we, you know, we might have multiple agents in an area. And because there's no um, physical location, there's no territory, because you're doing business with probably people in your inner circle. So, um, you know, we have to make sure that Again, like you said, integrity, brand, all of that is protected. We're very much involved in that. There's people that have to be an extension of myself as well, obviously, with the amount of agents that we have. So we do have a big business development team that reaches out. And it's not only inbound, but I always say the phone rings out as well. So they are calling constantly. And my better agents have, uh, you know, a, a limited number of them on a one particular business development agent in-house. And then, you know, as it goes where people are doing it part-time or hours a week, they have a different type of business development person. Do you have do you have a set number of franchises that you will award? What Where does this concept top out? And what do you tell franchisors who, you know, have big eyes about the number of units they want to bring on in a year versus how the unit level economics are working for those that are already there? Well, we have to be able to scale, right? So you never want to grow faster than because I think you implode. And we've done that a couple times over the years. You know, you grew so big and this particular thing isn't working anymore. So you have to kind of step back and go, okay, we need to put more resource there. You know, because the worst thing has hap- that happens is bringing somebody on and then they don't become successful. They don't sell travel because they don't have the support that they need. So as long as you could scale it, I'm not sure we actually have a ceiling at this point because we have to continue growth. You can never stop growing because if you stop growing, then you start to slip and go backwards, especially in our field, because we can have somebody, again, they, everybody has a minimum that they have to sell in a year, but it's very small because it's made for those who want to do it part-time. So we don't have where if somebody has a different type of franchise where you're expecting them to do X amount of dollars, well, great, because you know what your income is going to be from that. We don't necessarily know that. There could be an agent who sells a higher dollar one year, and then the next year says, you know, I just want to cut back a little bit, and as long as I do the minimum, I'm okay. And they are. We don't take their commissions backwards. So have to constantly develop and move our business forward. What about meetings and conferences? Given that your 2,500 travel lovers probably want to get together once or twice a year to benefit from each other, do you do those kinds of events? We do way more than that. So we have an entire training team and events team. So not we do online training every single day of the week. We run um, multiple on some days, and it could be vendor training. It could be, you know, a cruise line comes to us and says, I want to do a online webinar about the new ship that's being deployed next year, or maybe a different vendor who wants to share information about a destination, or just overall, here's who we are, here's what we do, call us if you need us. So we do that every single day. We have an online portal as well, on demand, so hundreds and hundreds 
of little snippets. They're usually 15, 20 minutes. How do I do a trade show? Um, if I'm looking to put a group together, you know, how do I go about that? What did the most successful agents do? And then we run boot camps all over the country. And next year, I think we're doing five or six of those. So we try to go out into the field. We do a land symposium, like we just said, in, in a different destination. We do a luxury symposium. And then we do an annual convention that will topple out at about 700 agents. We'll probably attend that. So we're, we're constantly, so it's not just one and done. We're constantly going out because in our industry, it's not how do you make chicken wings? Here's your recipe. Everything changes every day and you have to be able to you know talk people want you to know everything about every destination about every vendor about every cruise line and so you do have to keep yourself educated michelle we're at the spot in the interview where as we come to the finish line i never like to let a guest get away without me asking them if there's anything i should have asked and didn't well, what you should have asked, but you didn't. I think you pretty much covered everything. Well, that's a testament to a great host, isn't it? But I'm going to ask you before I let you go, tell the audience how they can find you, how they can learn more and get in touch for a deeper dive into this incredible brand that you've built called Cruise Planners. Well, you could do one of th two things. You can go to cruiseplanners.com or cruiseplannersfranchise.com. I just want to throw one more thing out there for anyone who's trying to build a franchise it's really research your market and you've got to be different. There are a lot of people out there selling travel. We had to figure out why we're different. Why would somebody join us and not the guy down the street? Because there's, there's not a lot of franchise and travel, but there is a lot of host agencies. And why would an agent want to be part of us rather than part of somebody else? And we created a brand, you know, it took a lot of time, but listen to people, interview them, figure it out. But you can't sell the same thing that the guy is down the block without being just a little bit different than somebody else. Absolutely. Listen, Michelle, I can't thank you enough. This this time just blew by. This was a great interview, a lot of insight and a lot of tips shared with those that are coming behind you, whether in travel or in other businesses that they are building as emerging franchisors. And I can't thank you enough for carving out the time to spend a little bit of time with our audience, helping them learn a little bit more about your success in franchising and travel. Thank you so much, Stan. It was a fun hour. Appreciate it. Same here. I appreciate you too. Next week, I'm going to try to get a sneak preview back from, well, not a preview, maybe a postscript would be more appropriate from Zach Fishman and from Ryan Hicks as their summer roadshow for FranchiseWars.com has wrapped up and learn more about the, the 50 plus podcasts and vlogs that they produced along the way. And we'll be talking with them and we'll have, of course, another guest interview next week as well. Please remember to subscribe to Franchise Today at Blog Talk Radio and that you can download us from iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher or virtually any place that podcasts are found. Remember, too, you can even ask Alexa to play the latest episode of Franchise Today, and she will be happy to accommodate. Please like us on Facebook, and until next week, I'm Stan Friedman wishing you the best of all things franchising. Franchise Today is out. Franchise Today is a production of FRM Solutions, providing best-in-class CRM tools to empower relationships with prospective and existing franchisees. No excuses, just solutions. Find them online at frmsolutions.com. Join Stan every Wednesday at noon Eastern for another live episode of Franchise Today. Or, as always, download episodes on demand at blogtalkradio.com or iTunes.